This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest battle that we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will be interviewing individuals who have done that, who have gone through the struggles, who have tried to create a reality and all that they could. And when all the odds were against them, they made the impossible possible. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for being on the podcast and taking this journey with me as we go through and discover different avenues to break through those limits, different avenues to help you expand your reality so that you can evolve into the person that you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of... The Mindful Experiment as we're diving into chapter six today of my book, Rediscover Your Greatness. If you haven't got a copy, definitely grab one. It's all on Amazon, Kindle, iBook, everywhere online that you can find. Um, the, the reviews have been great. The inspiration the people are getting out of it has been unreal. And I'm just excited with the feedback we've been getting so far. So if you haven't got it, definitely highly recommend um, checking it out. In chapter six, we're diving into the law of duality. You know, we are positive and negative. None of us escape that. None of us uh, um, are just one or the other. Um, We are both. We have a positive side of us and we have a negative side. And so one of the things I start off with, I always start with a couple quotes in my, my chapters, and one of them is, we live in a world of duality. Times of pain are what lead to times of growth. There is always a gain to pain if you master your mind to seek the benefit. This is Karen I'm going to butcher your name, Sal Manson. 
Failure is the foundation of success and the means by which it is achieved. Lao Tzu. So you can't have growth in life if you don't have pain. You can't have success if you don't have failure. I talked about this in one of my previous podcasts. I typed into um, how failure is your greatest key for success. You have to fail in order to succeed. Every great person who has ever come up with an invention who's transformed the world that we have today had failures. Everybody fails. The key thing is you have to train your mind. You have two types, a fixed or, or, or uh, a variable mind, I like to say, or an open mind. If you have a fixed mind, you think you fail and that's it you'll never master something if you have an open mind you take the failures and you learn from them and you keep growing a great example is elon musk a lot of people right now are giving him grief because of his model three and how it's not doing well and his production can't keep up he had to lay people off and everyone's giving him all this grief and one thing i respect about the guy is that he's not going to give up he's going to figure out a way to master it to get the production where he needs it to be and he'll figure it out. He's failing right now. And, of course, all the people who are sitting on the sidelines are judging him like crazy. But the key thing is he's still going to continue and he'll figure it out. If it takes six months, a year, two years, if he loses millions of dollars, the key thing is he had to go through that to figure it out. Where in your life are you saying, oh, man, it's, I lost some money in this. I'm not going to definitely go into that again. I've had that happen in my own life, too, where I was like, man, I don't want to spend that. I lost. I'm spending all this money. And I didn't, I didn't get a gain, you know. I don't know. I don't like that feeling, but you got to remember there's lessons and learn things that you learn from to do that. So chapter six, that's what it's all about. And I have a picture of the yin and yang symbol and it's always intrigued me. I saw that growing up and I was always amazed by it, but it wasn't until I was about 21 years old and started learning universal laws. I really looked at yin yang and I go, that is the perfect image for law of duality. It is the perfect image. Now that may not even be meant for that. I know I've, I was just listening to a podcast a couple days ago, and they're talking about yin and yang, and they dive into like the essence of it. I'm going, yeah, I didn't talk about that in my book um, because, again, I wanted to tailor this to what I'm bringing to the table for the chapter. And so it's all about the law of duality. you know. And what it states here, I'll be straightforward, the law of duality states that everything is on a continuum and it has com- complementary opposites within the whole. You cannot know good if you don't know bad. You cannot know what it feels like to be in the light unless you know what it is to be within the darkness. I was taught around 2011 that you must embrace your darkness to fully in order to truly see the light. You see, in life today, we are so about, I just want to feel good. I just want things to go well. I want to have everything just to be great. Uh, I don't want uh, the darkness, pain, no. The research shows that people will pay twice as amount of money to avoid pain than to go through it to get to the result of what they really want. It's a psychological barrier that we had. And as kids, we understood that I got to go through this pain. I'll get through it when you were younger, younger, like in your you know, five, six, seven years old. You'll get, you know, you're bothered, but you'll get through it and you'll learn the lesson and keep moving forward. You're persistent. As adults, we're more like, I'm stressed out, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I'm exhausted, can't handle this. And most people are. As a chiropractor, I see this all the time. Uh, People are exhausted. They have burned all their resources. Their body can't keep up with their environment because we've exhausted ourselves. You can't stress a body over and over and over and abuse your body time again and expect it to keep moving forward with it without breaking down over time. It's going to happen. It's just what it does. So when we look at the law of duality, you know, everything has to happen through the duality of aspect you can't experience good unless you went through bad you can't experience the light unless you went through the darkness you can't experience heat unless you went through cold you have to have the duality and that's what creates the contrast to life 
contrast, one thing I, I, I try to emphasize in my whole entire chapter is that the contrast of life, that's the law of duality. And you need contrast to grow. You've got to have contrast. If you don't have contrast, you don't grow. That's just the way the world works here. And so, you know, when you look at, and there's duality in everything, guys. When you look at duality, you know, I say, and truly, and I state in the book, in order for us to truly understand good, we must have bad moments in life. If there's an up, there will be a down. If there's a left, there will be a right. Hell, chiropractic speaking, looking at the brain, it's made up of two hemispheres, left brain and right brain. They're almost completely opposites of each other. You know, your left brain, your brain, your left part of your brain controls the, 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 the opposite of the body, the right side. There's an opposite, right? Uh, but it also is for your reasoning, your science, your math, your writing, your number skills, and your right-hand control. The right side of your brain controls the left side of your body. But at the same token, the right side of the brain is known as the abstract brain. This is more of the brain that is in control of things but not limited to art, awareness, creativity, imagination, intuition, insight, holistic thought, music awareness, 3D forms, and left-hand control. So long story short, in energy healing, we look at two things. We say the left brain is the logical mind. It's the, it's the world, in other words. And the right brain is your astral aspect. It's your universal aspect. It's your spiritual mind. Because when we look at bits of pieces of information when it comes to the brain, right side can process millions at a time where left brain can't. It's, a le- it's minus, it's five, I think it's seven bits of information minus uh, uh, two, a plus or minus two. Uh, where the brain on the right can process millions of bits of information at a time, plus or minus two. So when you look at it, the bright side is more uh, spiritualized, more spiritual aspect, where the left brain is not. So I kind of explain what this is, and I dive a little bit more into the brain, but I just talk about, like, if you look at a basic atom, right, there is a positive charge, which is known as protons, and there's a negative charge, which is known as electrons. So you have this polar opposite, and law duality exists in all areas. A body that is sick, well, health had to decline to a certain level to allow for the growth of sickness to incur. It's the opposites. And so, you know, everything is love and fear. The two emotions I talk about, I break that down, how there's only two emotions in the world, love and fear, and everything stems from that. Um, in the contrast of life, guys, there's always going to show us that in order to truly appreciate the good, we must experience the bad. You can't have happiness if you didn't experience sadness. And, and the, the concept of this is everything is opposite. So if you're looking in your life, and you're looking at somewhat, you know, something that, you know, in your marriage or relationship. Understand that um, I always tell people that don't ever let the bad things in a marriage break you. Because what those bad things are and whatever that is, really is opportunities for massive growth. And if you look at your marriage or a relationship or whatever it is, allow the things that you go through. Because we're all going to make mistakes. You know, a lot of people blame one person versus another. It's a team effort. And when you're in a relationship, the thing is you have to understand the things that show up in a relationship are there for to help you grow. And it's up to you to allow them to break you or allow to learn from them and master and grow. Okay. Now there's some other variables to that, not getting into it. Um, but the, you know, but the key thing is allow the things in life and whatever it is in your business, personal, working out, health, career, family, whatever it is. Know that whatever darkness that you go through, know that the more you dive into the darkness, the more the great light's going to come from that. So let's take a look at something. I share this a lot. I mean, you know, I share some stories about I love sports and how it teaches you the failures, only to sharpen the knife. And I remember making numerous mistakes. But I take someone who's learning a new instrument, right? Do they just come out playing amazing? Never. I don't care if they're a prodigy. They still make mistakes. They have to make mistakes, and the more mistakes they make, the more they are creating that opportunity to play amazing. 
you know, persistence plays a role here, guys, and so many other things. But if you're persistent in pushing that book and making it happen and you accept the failures and keep moving forward, you're going to grow massively. And the more failures you accept and learn from and grow, the mass, more massive of growth you're going to have in your life. It's a universal law. This is the way it works. You know, one of the things I share about is my own scoliosis that I have. If you don't know what scoliosis is, if you look straight at me, my spine will actually look like an S. I have what's called a double curve. And so long story short, in year 2017, last year, we had a reduction of my curvature by over 80% in about 10 months. And it's a huge goal of mine to finally find a method that I'm able to work with. But, you know, the key thing is there was a negative side that came to it, right? The positive side was, hey, my spine got better. It's straightening out. I'm not going to be potentially crippled when I get older, and I'm able to do more things. But there was a negative side that kicked in. Right, because it's a law of duality. I had a great change here, but the body said, "Mm -mm, "Not going to let that happen." And what it was is, I started to have massive hip flexor, IT band, knee, shin pain, so bad. My back went out first for six to seven weeks. When that went away, I had massive hip pain, knee pain, and IT band issues that stayed with me all the way up until um, almost a year, uh, about seven eight months. I couldn't work out. I could not work out for seven, eight months. And uh, in the writing of the book, that's when I just started to um, get back on that. When I, when I finished the book, I just was able to start working out again. But that was the negative side is that my body, um, even though the changes were happening, and it was a very blissful, happy experience for that, there was a negative side that I had to go through. And it was something that I was very, you know, at the time, I was like, the pain's not going away. It's been seven months. I'm stretching, doing all the work I can do. I'm getting adjusted three times a week. I'm doing, I'm eat, I eat right, mentally working on things. I'm loving my body, appreciating my body, and it just wasn't getting better. And I'm going, man, there's just, this is weird. And, um, you know, I've talked to some people who were like in the PT world, physical therapy, and the things they were telling me I was already doing. So I was like, yeah, this is, not, I, I don't know what to do. Had a massage therapist who worked on it weekly and doing different things to try to, again, we kept having, I don't say failures because you got to support the body and what it needs. So we were doing that at the same time. But then we're also trying things out to say, okay, what can we do to probably unravel this or help assist the body? Because obviously these changes are not, the body's not allowing the, it's, it's, it's a struggle to change sometimes. It's been there for too long. And you got to understand in the healing journey, when you're experiencing something, and I share this with patients as a chiropractor, I always tell them that there, when you're going through the healing journey, what you're experiencing now did not happen yesterday or two months ago or five months ago or whenever you've been experiencing it. That's been years, 7, 10, 15, 20 years of buildup. So to get to where you are now, it's not going to happen overnight to go away. And if you think that's going to happen overnight, you're fooling yourself because that's not the way the nature works. And so the key thing then is it comes out to you have to do the work. And sometimes the journey of unraveling is not fun because it's been there for so long. There's so much conditioning. It's kind of like having someone who has been eating the same way, thinking the same way, doing the same thing for 30 years. And all of a sudden you're going to tell them, hey, we're going to change this all up. Let me know how that works out with that person. So it's kind of that concept. And then I started to share out, I started to share about my business and how deep in debt it was when I first started. Because, you know, people think a doctor and they go, oh, wow, he's really, you know, got a lot of money. And um, I'm not saying that doctors don't. They, they're, they're very successful. But the thing is, when we looked at it, I, was, I did a little research article and I shared uh, from an article from the week. And I said doctors are the second profession that ends up going bankrupt right behind professional athletes. That's how high doctors are. Our, our, you know, I joked around and I said, um, you know, when I first came out of school and I started my own business, I said, hey, I have a house somewhere. Uh, I don't know where it's at. I don't have the keys, don't know the location, don't know anything. All I get is a bill every month that I have to pay. 
you know, and that, and I understand that hundred percent because uh, when it comes to being bankrupt, because I went through that. Um, you know, I had about over two hundred fifty quarter mil and just loan debt. And on top of that, I already had, I, I was continuing to accumulating debt because I want to start my own business. And so on top of that, with the 250, I also had $20,000 in debt, and that's credit cards debt, just to get my business going. I funded myself as much as I could to create that reality for me. And I will tell you, I thought that, man, you know, you get this mindset of, um, I was told in, in chiropractic world that, man, when you, when your passion's there and all this is there, you're just opening up and people are going to come and you're going to, you know, you're going to do the work to make it happen and it's just going to work out. But what I wasn't told is, uh, the type of area I was, you know, the creating and it just didn't work out that way. But for me, my experience, it had to, I had to go through that darkness from my experience. I had to go down the path to going bankrupt. And it took me over about a year to make that decision, guys. It wasn't something I did overnight. I had a lot of pride in there. I had a lot of ego kicking in and telling me, no, I'm going bankrupt is like going the easy route. It's this and that. And I mean, I've accumulated almost $50,000 in debt, and it was just at piling. I was negative every month for over a year. And I was like, okay, enough's enough. I have to do something. I, I, my vision was to become a chiropractor. And if I can get that weight off me, then I will be able to go ahead and, and, and grow and, and be who I have to become. And I will tell you that moment in my life, because I chose to keep the business open, I wasn't going to close it down. And even though I had to go bankrupt, because I was either closing the business, go work for someone, pay off my debt a little at a time, because the business just wasn't picking up as quick as I needed it to. Or, um, and I was the type of person, I was very integrity with my work. I wasn't going to push things on people that they didn't need. I wanted to be truthful and honest and straightforward. And so the key thing was, is I had to make that decision and I decided to go bankrupt and keep the business. And I will tell you, it transformed because in my life propelled me and showed me what I didn't want to have. I had to go through that experience. And that's why I tell people my darkest moment, there's many different areas I have dark moments and there's going to be more dark moments in my life. It's just life. But that dark moment for me taught me on a financial level, I will never want to get there again. Where I had to tell my, 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 when I was renting an apartment, I have to talk to my landlord and say, hey, I can't pay you right now. Give me two weeks and I'll pay it. Or I have to let some bills just keep going because I can't afford them. I had to let student loans go into default because I just can't keep up. And student loans back then, they weren't working with you. So, and, you know, and that's the story of what I went through, but it propelled me to show me. And I had to go learn it to hard school in Knox. It's just the way, I, sometimes it's the way I am. I have to go through it that way. It showed me that I needed to create a transformation and stick to the vision I made. I didn't come from a family of wealth, guys. I didn't, come, I didn't have someone to invest in me. I didn't have someone there, so I did it all on my own. And technically, it was more of me just thinking I had to do everything on my own, too. I think that's a big fault there. So I focused on investing 100% into me and my dreams. I wasn't proud, like I said, going bankrupt. But I knew I had to do it. And what happened was it showed me all the poor thinking and self-sabotage, the self-doubt, and whatnot I had back then to create it. I started to learn that I, I was creating all that and I had to go through it. And, and I just knew deep down when I made that decision that the universe had some bigger plan for me. It wasn't time for me to call quits. And like I said, when you set your mind to your vision, you put your source energy with it by using your focus, the universe sets things in the motion and does the work. It will create events, situations, and so forth to help you move forward into the directions you desire. And the more you trust and let go into the mind, the easier and quicker things happen, guys. It's unreal how that works. Uh, I can't tell you. It's, it's just things all starting to line up. And it's just like, holy cow, things are lining up. Things are going well. I can't believe how quick this is happening, how amazing it's working out. 
And I start sharing other things on how this works. When I was growing up, my father would have me work laying carpet on the weekends and during the summer. I grew up on physical labor. That's what I, my dad's a physical labor guy. I grew up working with him on that. One of the things he would always tell me was, I'm going to show you what hard work is so you don't end up doing what I'm doing. And it was a powerful lesson I'll be forever grateful for because I saw the long days, the hours lost. I saw the weekends that we didn't have because he had to work sometimes. And I'd be with him or not with him. Um, he would have to work just to provide to put uh, his meal on the tables. Plus, he worked a full-time job at a grocery store. My dad was a workaholic, but he was determined to provide for his family in any way he could, even if it meant not being there for a lot of things. And, you know, at the time, I wasn't the easiest person. That affected me in a negative way. But at the same token, as I got older, I appreciated that moment because I saw the sacrifice he had to make. See, I saw it in my own eyes first before I didn't see it in his. And for his, it's not what he wanted to do. You know, I, I remember talking with him one day with my, um, I remember he was talking about my nephew and he was like, hey, you know, I get to enjoy this time with him and I didn't get a chance to do this when I was growing up, when you guys were growing up. You know, my dad's not the guy to talk a lot. So for him to do that, it was pretty powerful. But he told me to do the best work he can every single time and he never cuts corners on anybody. He never did. He would, if it took an extra hour of work that he was going to do, he was going to do it. And sometimes he didn't even charge the people. He just, he wanted it to be done right. Um, he's a perfectionist in that way. But due to going through all that pain in the butt experiences as a kid, it did teach me a very valuable lesson. And I will never allow work to interfere with my family time. And it taught me that. And it took time before I started to see that. But after I I just, you know, a couple years ago uh, in my office, I decided no more weekends. Because I knew that eventually I want to have a family. And I got caught up in the whole wrath of I had to be a workaholic, workaholic. I still had that built in me. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to work what I think is best for me to work. And I want to have time available to be with my family, my kids, when I eventually have kids, and so forth. And I don't want to wait until it happens because we live in a society where we just react instead of being proactive. And for me, I wanted to be proactive because chiropractic is being proactive with your health. Um, you, you take care of it regardless if you have things going on. And the same thing with my life. I want to be proactive. So I made a choice. And that choice was is I'm going to have weekends off, never work a weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I do not work. Um, Fridays I play catch up on some things, but until I have kids, I won't be doing that. I'll make it on a Tuesday. Uh, but that's just the way. And I work three days a week in my office. Now, of course I have outside stuff I do working on the business, but, um, but the key concept is, is I have time to where I'm going to be focusing, spending time with my family. It's just what I'll be doing. And so it's one of those things. And now I look back at my dad's life and I try to spend as much quality time as I can with him. Because I'm, for, I'm, I'm forever grateful for him having him in my life and teaching me those values. He taught me what hard work is. And in today's world, we don't see kids doing as much hard work. Um, there are some, and there are some that aren't. And I think it, it's something that's missed. And, and being, you know, just knowing what hard work is and, and sticking to it is very viable in this, this day and age. So, but I couldn't appreciate that, guys. That's the point I'm trying to make here. In the book, I try to make it, is that I couldn't appreciate that if I didn't go through it. I had to go through it. It sucked. Man, you know, how about a teenager who you're trying to have a date with someone you finally got to have interest in you and you've been wanting working at this for a month and you get the date all set up and then all of a sudden Friday you're getting ready, right? You get home from school, you got done early with practice, uh, you're home like at 5, date's not till 7.30, you're all going to hang out and your dad comes home and says, hey, we gotta, I'm going to have dinner and then uh, we got to go, we gotta, I need help tonight. And I'm like, well, what do you mean no, 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 no help? No, I, I can't, I got, I got a date. Uh, come on, man, I've been waiting to get to connect with this girl for who knows how long. And he'll be like, I need help. Sorry. And uh, so come on, we're going to be uh, we're leaving in a half hour. And I'd have to call and, you know, cancel because I have to go to work. 
And uh, some don't understand that, and some did. Uh, so long story short, it sucked as a teenager, man. Uh, but you know what, though? I had to go through it. And I'm appreciative of it now because, again, I wish I understood the law of duality back then um, as much as I do now because it looks back and I go, you know what? I had to go through that because now I appreciate, you know, I'm not going to, I didn't want to create that in my life. And so it helped propel me to do that because sometimes the universe is also going to share with you what you don't want to have. It's going to show you that because sometimes you need to see that in order to know more clarity of what you really want. And so that's the beauty of the law of duality. It's always going to be doing that, guys. It's always going to do that. You know, and, and one of the things is that when you look at, and I kind of start t- diving into about your focus again, and I, in the book I dive more into uh, spiritual individuals who walk this, the highest vibrational being, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, uh, Gandhi, um, uh, Om, uh, Ogmandino, um, Krishna, Ganesh, all these different people who have walked the planet. They all lived a life of hardship. It wasn't like their life was all sunshine and rainbows. It was something that was, they had hardship, they had tribulations, they had things they had to get through. But through all that work, it created the opposite. They went through the dark to get to the light. And you have to go through the dark in order to get to the light. I can't tell you, and I'll, I'll leave on a quote with that in the end. Um, and I talk about Louise Hayes and her story and the things that she has done. If you haven't, go Google her story and read it. It's a powerful thing. Uh, but I talk a little bit about it in the book and, and dive into how she had to go down that a really dark path. But through that dark path, it really turned things around and her light and her life. Uh, without her, I wouldn't be where I am today because a lot of the books and the publishers that she had through her Louise Hayes House publishing, um, I, I would look at their books and see who are speakers that are, or people that have written books on there and check them out and read them because it was just great. And I got connected with so many different people, um, books. Uh, mentors, I call, because I didn't have mentors growing up, and it really helped me in my life, and I think that it, it, it's something that, without her, if she didn't do that, if she didn't go through that darkness to get to that light, I don't know how many people would be missing out from that. So, we, we, we dive in, but, you know, there's, there, and I always said, it, wherever you are in your life, no matter where there is, there are always going to be polar opposites that exist. You know, when you see the stock market drop, don't panic. There will be another moment when it's hitting all-time highs again. It's the way the universe works. It's the way everything happens. It's the law of the universe. Um, Sometimes these things happen within a day, a week, a month, or a year, or even a couple of years, but eventually it's going to return back. So that's how the stocks work. Everything works in the same pattern, guys. Everything, you know, housing market crashed in 2008, right? Holy crap, everybody freaked out. But right now, housing market's rebounding back. It's doing great. You know, I talk to real estate agents and like, yeah, we're selling houses like crazy. And so the thing is, is, is things will always come back around. Don't get so caught up in the short term. We're so caught up in short term nowadays that we forget the long term path. And guys, I'm not perfect with this. There's times where, you know, my business has, has soared as much as it has. There are times we made some changes and we're, you know, you go a different route. And there's times where things kind of go a different aspect with it. And you're just like, OK, I'm not seeing that where we were. But you recollect, refigure, and you say, okay, what do I need to learn here? What do I need to grow? What do I need to be shown? What do I need to see? And I open the door and say, hey, things are going to turn back around just like anything else, and we'll get back on that path where we were. Uh, and then I just have to let go and trust that it's going to happen. But the cool thing is, guys, you have this light switch. You can flip the switch with your focus, and you can transform your path back towards where you were. You just got to know how the universe works. And when you look at understand the law of duality, no matter what happens to you, it's always helping you mold and grow to become more. 
because nothing ever is happening to you. It's always happening for you. So when the universe is working for you, it's always going to give you some experience or something that you already have chosen, right? We talked about free will in chapter five. It's always something that you have chosen. So it's going to bring that into your life, into that your reality. And it's your job to decipher and understand and realize, have the mind power to realize that it's there for a greater purpose. And it's always there to help you, mold you to become more of what you're desiring and what you're choosing to be. So trust the process. You know, there's a lot of things I talk about. Rejections for me is a part of life. And I've experienced it in all facets, but who hasn't, right? But I don't like it all, but I'm blessed when it does come up. I don't like rejection uh, at all. But it teaches me to keep moving forward. It teaches me to grow. And, you know, it's kind of like when I'm working with a patient and we put a care plan together and I put a lot of energy into this and I'm, you know, mapping everything out, putting all the patterns together and seeing what it is. And I share it all and I tell them what's happening and here's the science and here's where you are. And at the end, they're like, OK, I'm, I'm not, in, you know, they're not going to decide to join our office, join our tribe and start chiropractic care. I, I, it sucks, but at the same token, I look and I say, what did I miss? What communication did I miss? Did I ask enough questions? I go through the entire process looking for things I didn't do well or could have communicated better with. And usually it is the questions to ask to help dive deeper into things, guys. But like anything else, it's a learning process, and I'm grateful for it. Because when it happens, I sit back and go, okay, what can I do that can help me? What is this situation going to show me that I may have missed to help me become a better communicator, to help me become a better chiropractor, to help me become a, a, a better practitioner and clinician and be able to explain things in a way for this individual? Because everyone's different. Everyone listens different. Everyone hears things differently. So what can I have done better? And those are the things that I focus on to help me transpire to become better at my communication. But I wouldn't be able to do that or focus on that if it wasn't for the rejection in the first place. Then I, I so we, we talked about a lot of the darkness and I, I share a story with you. This is personal. Um, this was back in 2013. It was the spring of 2013 and I'll never forget. It started happening around February. At night, I'd be laying in bed, and I could feel my body, my, basically my soul leaving my body. It was the weirdest feeling I would get. Um, and I would always be like feeling like it was death coming. And I was just like, why am I feeling this? And I would tell my, my, my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this, like, this pull, like I'm just like leaving. I don't know why I feel leaving. And it would happen probably about three to four times a week, and I would get dreams sometimes with it. And sometimes I would feel myself totally gone. Then I wake up, I catch myself and snap right back into my body. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but I've had out-of-body experiences with meditations and so forth and all these different things. So I, I kind of know that feeling a little bit. And But I kept having it and it was starting, there was a message coming with it. Like I had a focus on something. So I was like, okay, what's going on here? Um, there's something happening. There's something pushing me. I don't know what it is, but I need to trust it. Let's see what's going on and let's see what happens. So I started doing some research. I started, that's what I do. I'll feel things. And then I start saying, okay, my, I tell my brain, all right, eyes, brain, tell the eyes, whatever this feeling is, let's see it so I can feel it. So I know what it is. And I started to look at DMT. DMT really is NN dimethyl tryptamine. And this has also been known as a spirit, mo spirit, spirit molecule. They used to have a documentary. I don't know if it's still there on Netflix, but that's where it got. But I started looking at DMT, and I started going, hmm, this is interesting. And I was like, let me watch this movie. And I started watching it, and I was just blown away by the, it's the spirit molecule. It, you, you transcend. And I understood what DMT was because I learned it in school in physiology and biochemistry that we make this at night, actually. 
Um, it's at night where we have the dreams when DMT goes in the brain and it allows us, to, it's a portal to access, you know, higher consciousness. So I understood that. I understood it's all in plants and animals. We all have it. So I was like, okay, so we have it. So is there a supplement? Is there something you take? Um, what is it that it can help me? I, I just feel like I need to go this route. Don't know why. I have no clue. But I felt like I had to go that route. And as I started to do more research, I started learning about, um, because the DMT is all about spiritual awareness, spiritual consciousness expansion, and so forth. As I started researching, I found out there was actually tribes, um, um, rituals that have been done in different cultures that actually use DMT to help you access higher levels. And so since everything in the spiritual molecule is talking about blissness and beautifulness and the expansiveness and all this stuff, I was like, great, this is something that I think I want to try. And so I was, I was researching and I found out about a brew called, that was specifically in Peru, called ayahuasca. Now, I was like, ooh, ayahuasca, I never heard of this before. Let's research it. So I started studying it, learning it, researching it, so much more. And, and what I found out is this brew really helps you in this lifetime. It helps you to really, it's a teacher plant. And teacher plants are, there's different, there's a variety of different teacher plants out there. They teach you something, they guide you to learn something to understand in your life to help empower it, to help expand it, to help grow more. Um, and so I was learning that. And it will also show your deepest fears that you have within you that's blocking you and help you transcend them. That's kind of the concept behind it. And there's so much more than this, but this was the basis of what I was looking for. Because I had a block, didn't understand what it was. I felt like I was dying. I didn't know why that was happening. And I really wanted to get to the bottom of this. As I kept doing research, I kept seeing ayahuasca. And it kept just coming. And the universe kept telling me, this is something you should do. Look into this. Figure out where you can do this at. And I, I was like, okay, we'll see. A month later, it, um, I had a friend. I'm out with a friend. And we're having lunch. And she's kind of spiritually connected. And she's like, she goes, I'm going to share something with you. I, I, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. Um, uh, she's just like, I have a feeling I have to share this with you. Something's telling me I really need to share this with you. And I'm like, okay, what's that? And uh, she's like, have you ever heard of ayahuasca? And I'm going, funny you bring that up. And she's like, uh, yeah. She goes, I'm feeling like I have to tell you this. Let me tell you. So she shares it what ayahuasca is. She's gone. She's done it. And she's telling me where I can, I can, I can uh, or a good resource, a good connection to go do it. And she's like, just think about it. It's coming up in about a month and a half. If you, you know, you can get you out there and, and, and you can do it. And so I was like, all right, I have to do this. I have no idea what this is, um, but I, I, I want to do it. Uh, something's just telling me I have to do it. If she's coming out of nowhere and she felt like she had to tell me something and it comes up being that, and I've been researching it, I've been feeling it. Yeah, enough science for me, universe. Thank you. Got it. Let's do it. So right before uh, I'm getting ready to do it, I asked my, my girlfriend at the time if she was interested. And, she, and I told her what it was, what I've been researching and what I've been looking into. And she was like, she's like, done, let's do it. And uh, I, I don't go in the book. I don't really dive into a lot of the details and I won't dive it in the podcast. Eventually I, I will with people I'll be interviewing. I know some people I may be interviewing that, that may come up. Um, but since I've never used a teacher plant before and I've never done anything with ultra consciousness or anything along those lines, um, this was all foreign. Letting my body go and not have control is something I'm not used to. But ayahuasca, the teacher plant, it had other ideas for me when I started this. You know, when the ceremony began, you said you, I, I set my intention. I set what I was going to do. I set what I wanted to get out of it. And um, then you take the brew, which tastes not the best. But I went to go ahead and do that. Then you just relax for about 45 minutes to an hour and let it kick in. 
Um, unfortunately for me, I'm very sensitive. Uh, it kicked in in 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, starting to see things. Because ayahuasca is a psychedelic. And so you start to get hallucinations, but then you'll get deep meaning. Um, the expansive consciousness aspect to it comes around. And it's unreal what you get. Um, but I don't recommend this for anyone, everyone. Um, you have to be ready for this. This is something that very uh, breaks your walls down uh, of all your reality and opens you up massively. Uh, but long story short, in my journey, what happened was is since I had this massive fear of death, um, don't know why, death always feared me. Maybe it was my upbringing in the Catholic world. Uh, maybe it was because I came from an Italian Roman Catholic family where Italians fear death sometimes. I said, and I just don't know, but it was there. And it was very, very like death is a scary process. And that's kind of like what I was feeling in those three months before. And so long story short, in the journey, I'll never forget, um, I was like in there and my mind was allowing me to stay in this uh, reality. Um, it's starting to kick in. I'm starting to feel some sensations that are just weird. Um, in ayahuasca, you know, anything with water, water is actually, um, it could tie energies to things. And when you tie water, uh, energy to water, uh, negative energy, you can, you have to expel it out. And in ayahuasca, one of the things that happens is um, you will either throw up or you will come out the other end um, over a period of time because it doesn't have to happen, but it can happen for people because the negative energy that's stored in your body gets pulled into that water and then you have to get that out of your system. You know, you're, you're getting the energy out. Um, and so I wasn't throwing up, but I had a lot of upset stomach, nausea. I was just like, man, I want to have to throw up, but my body won't let me. At the same time, little at a time, I started getting weaker and weaker. And it was weird because I kept fighting it. And I kept fighting it. And I was like, I'm not giving up. No, 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 no. I don't like this feeling. I'm losing control. I don't know what's happening here. And I was just freaking out. About an hour in, I'm like, heart's pop. I'm telling my girlfriend that I'm like, I, this was a mistake. I don't know what I did. Uh, I, I don't like this feeling. I'm not loving it where I'm at. And she's like, just, just breathe. Be calm. It's going to be fine. This is all going to be good. And I just kept fighting it. And so, all right, you're going into the darkness. You're going deeper, deeper into the darkness. And it's scaring me freaking crazy. I'm scared shitless. Okay, I had the biggest fear coming out of me. And she just kept saying, trust the process, trust the process. You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I just got to lay here. I'm like freaking out, but I don't want to make a scene. And so I'm just like trying to stay as calm as I can. And I'm getting weaker and I don't know why. And I feel like death is coming to me. It's like getting closer. So I'm diving deeper and deeper into the darkness. And uh, I'm not being like, it wasn't a choice. I was being pulled into it. Like ayahuasca saying, they call her Mother Aya or Mother Ayahuasca. Um, and, and she's like just pulling me deeper into the darkness. And as I keep going deeper into it, death keeps coming closer to me. And there came a point where we had an opportunity to th take another offering. You know, every hour we, for three, we get three offerings offered to you if you want to take it or not of the ayahuasca. So the second time, he's like, if anyone wants to go deeper, go ahead. I'm like, you know what? I hate this feeling. I'm just going to go deep. So I took another one. I lay down. Within 15 minutes, I am getting weaker and weaker to the point where I can't even focus. And I'm losing my focus. And all of a sudden, I had the urge to throw up. And I threw up. wasn't much. I put the bucket down. And something told me. This is how death is when Mother Aska spoke to me and said, because you hear a voice, and it's, 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 just, it's like just an inner knowing voice that you hear when it comes to your intuition. Same thing here. And it said, this is how death is when you fight it. This is how death is when you 
Resist it. Death is a letting go process. Let go. You'll be fine. That's what she said. So I, I literally muscular-wise, I'm a, I'm a very strong guy. Muscular, I couldn't hold myself up. I was laying on my side. I remember I was holding up by one hand. I felt like I couldn't breathe anymore. Um, my breathing was getting shallow, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm letting go. And I let go. And literally, what came over me felt like death. I knew it was death. This is what happens when we all go through death. Something came over me, and then all of a sudden, I got, like, released out. Like, I was free. And massive bliss came over me. Massive love came over me. All of a sudden, I wasn't in my body anymore. I was one with the universe, the unified field, and I felt connected. And from there, it, it, of course, I'm getting told, like, yeah, here's what you were fearing this whole time. You feared your light. And I'm seeing myself as who I really am in a 360 degree of perception. I could see perspectives in every aspect and different angles. It was unreal. And the information's flying through me. And I, honestly, guys, it was pure bliss. Seeing past loved ones, all this stuff. And, and they're like, you fear what you love most. You had to go through this darkness to appreciate the light. You had to understand that death is, is a dark aspect, but it's truly light at the end. And so for you, you had to let that go. And I can't tell you how blissful it was. And it was just unreal and things, things I was learning, things I was being guided. And it was just unreal. I mean, the whole process, and this lasted for about five hours and it took me about an hour and a half to get into it. Three and a half hours of pure bliss. When it was ending and I was coming back to my body, I was like, no, I don't want that to end. That was like the most happiest, most blissful I've ever felt. It was like my, it was really me. And the long story short, ayahuasca was like, don't worry, you'll be back here again soon. And I'll never forget, after the end of the night, we do a little sharing and so forth. My friend who invited us, uh, introduced me to it, she was there. And long story short, she was asking, like, you know, she goes, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, um, you look like you're extremely peaceful. And I'm like, I'm more peaceful than I ever experienced. And then my friend came by and she goes, oh, my God, your heart is, like, really open right now. And I'm like, I am feeling, I don't even know what to say. I'm just, because I didn't know, really have a lot of words. I, I wasn't really talking, and I like to talk a lot. I couldn't talk much. I was very quiet. I was just internalizing everything. And, you know, we had a couple more nights of that, and it was a different story. I don't share it in the book because, it, you know, it's just things that I went through. But long story short, I had to go through all that darkness because I did go into more darkness. It wasn't like it was that was a blissful day and that was it. Uh, my next day was pure darkness, um, challenging, seeing how I get interfere with everything, myself sabotaging, myself everything, and just really hammering me on all that and how I put all these standards on myself. It was just so much. But long story short, that journey took me on a different route in my life to where all of a sudden I wanted to understand this on a mental side of what I witnessed and what I went through. And so I started researching past near-death experiences, books on the blueprints, books on everything, researching, going to, learning, learning from online videos, articles, blogs. I researched for about three, hour, three, day, three years hardcore documentaries I would watch. I wanted to learn and understand the whole death process. I wanted to understand it on the mental level because I went through an experiential process. So I wanted to decipher that and use my experiential process to understand it on a mental level. And that's kind of what I did there. And now I have no fear of death. It will suck when death comes, but I'll be okay because I know I'm going to be returning to loved ones. I'm going to be returning back home to where I'm at. 
And there really is no such thing as death. It's just life. And it taught me that. And so I learned through the law of duality, just like anything. Mother Ayahuasca is the law of duality in its essence. We even say you have to go through the muddy water to get to the blissful sun. You have to go through the dark clouds. And the, our, you know, the one song that the, the, the shaman was singing um, in the third day was, is it, the song is so beautiful. And I'll never forget, he says that as a, as a, I don't know if it was a duck. I think it's a duck. But the duck flies over the waters of the alligators. And there's a lot of wind. You're moving up and down. And the fear is right underneath you. But if you focus and just continue going, eventually you'll get to the clear skies of sunny clearness. And that's where the bliss is. And so the key thing is, is you have to go through darkness in life to get to the light. And anything that you do, you have to go through darkness. And the darkness is going to teach you all that you want. And it's going to help you grow and expand and evolve. Sometimes the darkness, the dark, darkness, darkness sucks because it brings out your weakest points. Darkness sucks because sometimes it, 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 it brings your insecurities out. There's things I've done in my life I'm not happy with, but I've seen where the darkness, I had to go there to see it, to understand what was I doing to myself and what I was doing to my, myself first and then my relationships. And I realized from those moments that if I didn't go through that, I would have never learned what I needed to learn. I would have never had higher levels in my relationship, my career, my, my business, my relationship with myself, my dog, uh, my family, and, and my, 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 my health, and so much more. I wouldn't have been able to do all that if I didn't go through the darkness. And that's why I said, I will continue to go through the darkness because it's just life. You'll always have those moments. So no matter where you are in life, know that the darkness is there to support you. The darkness is there to help you. It's not there to go against you because nothing in your life can work against you. Everything is working for you. Don't forget that. In the end of my chapter, I leave a couple quotes for you guys that I wanted to share uh, the, end of, the end pretty much the, the chapter. And that is, a sensible man will remember that the eyes may be confused in two ways, by a change from light to darkness or from darkness to light. And he will recognize that the same thing happens to the soul. This is from Plato. The grave is but a covered bridge leading from light to light through a brief darkness. Henry Watsworth Longfellow. That quote I love. You have that brief moment of darkness, but it transforms the light and the bliss and the love is so much more. And that's what I experienced. In order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Francis Bacon. Can't tell you how true that is. Um, Desolation is a file, and the endurance of darkness is the preparation for great light. St. John of the Cross. I will love the light, for it shows me the way. Yet I will endure the darkness, for it shows me the stars. Og Mendino. I can't tell you guys these quotes. I put them all in there because they're just so powerful. And it's, I, I wanted to show you some social proof that what I'm sharing with you is not just coming from me. This is from other great minds that have shared the same thing in their own expression. They're all saying the same thing. It's just in their own way. Just like I'm sharing the same thing, but it's in my own way of what I've experienced and what I've went through. So I wanted to give you a great visual uh, before I end this podcast as I did with the chapter. You cannot appreciate a sunny day unless you've had some cloudy days. You cannot appreciate love unless you have experienced fear. You cannot experience happiness unless you experience sadness. You cannot experience wealth unless you experience the lack of wealth. You cannot experience true health unless you truly have experienced the lack of health. The key point of out of all this is that no matter what you are experiencing, the length of time of how much you will be experiencing that is up to you. It is until you are sick and tired of whatever that experience is and then that is when you will focus, you will focus, your focus will shift. And that is when you will create a more fulfilled and inspired life. So thank you for tuning in on chapter six. Again, if you haven't got the book, check it out. It's on Amazon, iBooks, Enoch, Kindle, 
A lot of online versions you can get access to it. We are coming out with our audiobook end of July, so be looking out for that. Um, check it out, guys. It's a great book. I hope you enjoyed this chapter. I hope uh, you enjoyed the stories in the book. I go into more stories, uh, but hopefully this uh, helps you give you a little bit more of like taking the stress off you a little. And understand that whatever may be happening, shift your mind from focusing on the negative and instead say, how is this experience, this character building day, this, this situation going to help me mold and become better into the future? Thank you for tuning in, guys. Until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Experiment Podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you rediscover who you really are, to break through those limits. For connecting with us on social media, please check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash empower your reality. You can check us out on Twitter. Our handle is drvic21. And also check us out on Instagram. It's instagram.com forward slash drvic21. Manzo. And as always, if this show you found to be helpful for you, by paying it forward and sharing this podcast with someone that you know who could benefit from it. And last but not least, if you liked the podcast show, please give us a review. Five star. We appreciate that. Thank you for listening to The Mindful Experiment. Helping you discover your infinite potential. 